بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحق المبين الحمد لله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن اتبع سنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وصل اللهم وسلم تسليما كثيرا عليه مغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين وبعد أيها الإخوة والأخوات Today, and I've been told to substitute Sheikh Yasser Qali, Allah wa Shaka, And as far as I know, we do not start yet in the, this book, Kitab al Aqidat al Wasatiyah. So, I think it would be a good idea if we today give introduction for this book and why we will choose this book and why we will teach this book to the students or why this book is a unique book. What is special about Al-Aqidah Al-Wasatiyah? As a matter of fact, Al-Aqidah Al-Wasatiyah has some special quality made this book a unique book and I mean this word a unique there is some, nothing similar to it among the book been written in Aqidah and this or this special quality I can make them in three qualities or three reasons for these reasons, this Aqidah or this book became a unique book. أول هذه الأسباب التي يجعل هذه العقيدة عقيدة متميزة موضوع هذا الكتاب. The first special quality about this first book is the subject of the book. And the second unique or special quality about this book is the way this book been written and the third special quality of this book is the author مؤلفه هذا الكتاب وموضوعه هذا الكتاب وطريقة تأليفه هذا الكتاب these three things actually made the book a very unique book as you will see this book the subject of this book is very clear from the first line you will read inshallah when you will start reading in the book that he said in the beginning this is the i'tiqad, the belief of Ahl al-Sunnati wal-Jama'ah al-Mansurah This is the belief of the Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah So this book basically it's a book about Aqidah It's told the subject is Aqidah The creed, the thing you believe in And this 
subject is a very important subject. As a matter of fact, it's the first subject you should focus on it. Al-Aqidah, Aqidah to Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the belief of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, is a very important issue. Therefore, you will find Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, wrote a lot of book in Aqidah. Even though his students amazed by the number of books he, he wrote, in, in, in uh, books in Aqidah. Some, one day, one of the students, Al-Bazzar, asked him, قَالَ يَا إِمَامْ مَالِي أَرَاكَ مُكْثِرًا مِنَ He said, why, ya Imam, you're writing a lot of books in Usul, in, in Usul al-Din, in Aqidah. Then Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, said, because this subject, Aqidah, as much as you talk about, as much it will be clear and strong deep in the heart. And as much as you leave it, you will lose it. Like Kitabullah, Quran al-Kareem. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said something unique about this Quran. You might memorize the Quran, ask the Huffar. But stay one month away from the Quran. Do not read the Quran, you forgot. Totally very quickly to lose. Therefore Allah called his book Kitabun Aziz. Wahua Aziz Yaniyahi and Yujab Faida Hujira Hajar. That Allah called the Kitabih Aziz. Yani this book is very honor. If you do not take care of it, he will leave you. If you do not honor this book, he will leave you. He will not he will not settle in your heart. It's the same thing about the belief. This belief is honor belief. It's a unique belief. If you do not focus on it, review it, try to, to listen to, to study more about it, otherwise it will become weak and weak and weak in your heart. And as much as you focus, as much as you read, therefore you found the Prophet focus in the subject of the Aqidah from day one to the last day in his life. What's the last thing he said before he died? He was warning his ummah about the grave and how dangerous that Muslims, if they build mosques and graves and his grave be taken as Eid or a place where people will gather and come to pray there, they might commit shirk. And he mentioned the shirk of the Nasara, the Christian and the Jewish. This is the, the last words came from his mouth. And he said, وسلم, whoever his last word in this dunya, لا إله إلا الله دخل الجنة. And this is the beginning, this is the end. لا إله إلا الله is the beginning, and لا إله إلا الله is the end. You will see in Surah المائدة that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, يا أيها الذين آمنوا آمنوا. Oh who believe, believe. Oh who, oh who believe. المؤمنون. He talking about the المؤمنين. And he said, believe. This color said about this ayah that show you that you have a belief, you need to study more, to have more and more to make that belief strong in your heart. It's not right. If somebody said, we want to study Aqidah, some people feel they're in their heart like been insulted. Oh, we do not have Aqidah? You want to correct our Aqidah? You want to? It's not like that. 
the heart was full of Iman, when he talked about Aqidah, he seek more clearness. You see that uh, this Aqidah became more strong in his heart, this belief became more, more strong in his heart. Therefore, talking about this issue is a very important. Al-Aqidah, Ashraf al-Uloom ala al-Islam. The Aqidah, the subject of Aqidah or belief, is the highest knowledge you can ever see. And I'm really mean or surprised by some Muslims to read a lot in different subjects. We know a lot of information or details or would like to read about Ilm al-Hadith, Ilm al-Rijal, Ilm al-Mustalah, Ilm al-Qur'an. But when it comes to Aqidah, you see, he, didn't, he does not care much. He said, Alhamdulillah, everybody has believed in Alhamdulillah. And this is not right. Once one of the imma, he used to teach Tawheed to his students. So as you told him one day, Ya Imam or Imam al-Mujaddid, Shaykh al-Islam, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, Imam Muhammad al-Wahab, he been told from his students, why are you teaching us Tawheed, Tawheed? We want to go forward, farther in. Faqala lahum, then he told them, today, inshallah, we will see. Then after a couple of days, he told them, I heard in the village, terrible thing happened. He said, what? He said, is that right? Did you hear that somebody had a, a great criminal which he slept with his mother? A'udhu Billah. Then everybody in the halqa started saying, A'udhu Billah, A'udhu Billah. Who would do this? You should be killed. They're very angry. So they hear, I mean, there's something like that. Then in the night, after Maghrib, he told them, I clarify the issue. And I found out it's not like that that his mother was sick and he sacrificed an animal for her to be saved this sacrifice for jinn it was not any kind of sexual relationship or anything then the student said alhamdulillah it's not that terrible thing then he told them rahimahullah subhanallah sacrifice animal for jinn is shirk and if he done this, he done shirk. And what you hear in the morning is just a sin, a major sin. But it's not a shirk. So what is bigger in your heart? The shirk or the major sins? Therefore, we need to study more in Tawheed. Look to ourselves when it comes to wala and bara. Look to ourselves when it comes to loving Allah Azza wa Jal. Fearing Allah Azza wa Jal. In depending on Allah Azza wa Jal. Touch these hidden things in your heart. You see how much you will need the Tawheed, the Aqeedah. Therefore nothing will build it, a strong belief in the heart like the Aqeedah, like studying the Aqeedah. We're not trying here, inshallah, in these classes to teach you about the details about the deviant sect. We would like to focus on the foundation of Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah. Therefore, this book has been chosen, Al Aqidah al Wasatiya, as I will mention. I will mention also, it's very important to focus on the subject of Aqidah 
because we hear today a lot of doubts come to the Muslims it came through the media by this world turned to be a small village and a lot of doubts, a lot of thoughts, strange thoughts came to the Muslims and it might change their belief even from the awam sometimes you will hear some doubts that came to their minds therefore teaching the aqeedah, teaching the foundation or the usul, the pillars of al-sunnah al-jama'ah the belief of al-sunnah al-jama'ah is a very important issue also we need to talk about aqeedah because we see in here disunity in our ummah this group has this, that group has that he has this, he came with that and everybody has way different ways and there is no way to unite this ummah if you do not unite them in one belief, in one aqidah and as much as you make these beliefs common in every single Muslim's heart as much as you see the unity of the Muslims therefore يقول Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah لم يكن بين أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اختلاف في أصل واحد من أصول الاعتقاد. The companion of the Prophet between them among them there is no difference in belief at all even in single one matter in the pillars of حقيقة there is nothing all of them the same which build a strong unity for that generation and the second and the third and as much as there is different beliefs doubts in the belief wrong beliefs came to the Muslimin as much as you will see disunity between the Ummah so if we seeking the unity of the Ummah فَإِنَّ أَسَاسَ تَوْحِيدِ الْكَلِمَةِ هِيَ كَلِمَةُ التَّوْحِيدِ the foundation of united uniting ourselves is the word of Tawheed لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ the belief also the importance of aqidah because you see how Muslims weep how our nation became, became in the tail of the caravan it used to be ahead the leader of the ummah of the nation Walder in the history of civilization a big book he's from Europe he wrote a chapter and he saying shame on European people shame on the white guys in Europe that when he start talking he will start pronouncing some words in Arabic to show that he have been to Cairo or to have been to Damascus or Baghdad to seek knowledge there and he came to show off in Europe that he was graduated from these schools it was that the Muslims world or the Muslimin used to be the leader when somebody wants something they will go to them to seek the knowledge even the knowledge related or the science but today you will see Muslims has no more respect in the world they are the cheapest nation cheapest blood free and why is that? Because the victory, the honor, the izbah, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give it to the people who have the right to leave. And whenever there is bid'ah in the belief, whenever there is change, wrong belief, Allah destroys these nations. Among the Muslimin, look to the history. You know there is a great state called Dawlat Bani Umayyah. It was a great state. The Marwan, the last Khalifa in Dawla al-Umawiyyah, when he believed in deviant belief or evil belief, which is the belief of Jahm ibn Safwan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed this Khilafah. And who came after them? Who knows? Al-Abbasiyyin. And this Abbasiyyin became after the Umawiyyin. And when the Abbasin adopt the belief of Shia and turn to be Rawafah, cursing Abu Bakr and Umar in the Manabir every Jum'ah in the end of this Khilaf al-Abbasiyyah, Allah destroyed this state, nation. And who replaced them? Ottomans. Well, Uthmaniyyin. In the end of these Ottomans, when they adopt the Sufism belief and they turn to be practicing shirk around the graves and start building the graves and building mashahid and uh, they left the correct belief Allah destroyed this state and look to the other hand when the Khulafa al-Rashidin when the correct belief was very clear how strong was the Muslims even if you make a little bit of comparing between Ali when the Rawafah start coming and the Khawarij and different sects came and the beliefs start to shaking a little bit that this state was not strong as Umar al Khattab time and Uthman time you see when you look to Dawlat Bani Umayyah when you look to Umar ibn Abdul Aziz Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan you see how this state is very strong but when you see in sometimes like Al-Ma'mun, the doubts, the bid'ah came, that the state of Muslim became weak. Qala Shaykh al-Islam, wa'alam annahu min alamati wa asbabi suqoof al-duwal buhur al-bid'ah wa tasha'u wa fushuwiha. Also, we have to know, brothers and sisters, that a correct belief, it is the way for you to having to be so close to Allah Azza wa Correct belief make the person very close to Allah Azza wa Very understandable to his, to his book. To Sunnah al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The correct belief makes you honoring Allah and Rasulullah. Not like other people who have no respect for or have no correct belief. I gave example last night here in this class, in this masjid. There is a very famous poet, it's called Al-Burda. They used to recite this poet in celebrating the birthday of the Prophet And one of their, one of the lines in that poet saying, لَوْ نَاسَبَتْ آيَاتُهُ عِظَمًا he basically saying the Prophet has not been given a miracle equal to what he deserved. 
who explained that line, he said, even the Quran, it's not in the Prophet's station. The list we could be given that when you pronounce the Prophet's name on a dead person, he will come up, honoring to his name. لو ناسبت آياته عظما لأحيا ذكره This person who has not a correct belief, he has no respect anymore for the Quran. He claiming having respect for the Prophet, but in fact, in the other hand, he dishonoring the Quran. And not by honoring Muhammad وسلم, by putting him in a station harder what he deserves وسلم, he is the best creation, no doubt. He's best than any creation ever you can imagine. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَهُوَ أَعْمَمُ مَخْلُوقٌ خَلَقَهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلُّ وَأَشْرَفُ مَخْلُوقٌ اللهم صلي وسلم على حبيبنا وخميرك رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. And also correct believe it makes you brother and sisters make your deeds acceptable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the people on the day of judgment whose? Except those who will come to Allah with a heart which is correct. The scholar said قال المفسرون يعني قد سلم من الاعتقادات الباطلة والشبه الباطلة Correct belief. Those people will come to Allah with the correct belief. Those people Allah will accept. Those people what Allah will honor. Those people will deserve the Jannah. Therefore, whoever will fulfill the meaning of the Tawheed, the correct belief, he will be fulfilling the promise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give. He said, يا ابن آدم as narrated by Tirmidhi وغيره قال يا ابن آدم لو أتيتني بقراب الأرض خطايا if you came to me son of Adam Allah saying if you came to me son of Adam with a sin as much as the whole earth or would fill the whole the earth Allah will meet you with forgivenesses which will forgive all of these sins even though your sins as much as this whole earth but what if you meet me you do not have partner you do not you, you have not taken a partner with me if you having the correct belief you will deserve that you will deserve the Jannah قال الله عز وجل في بيان أن أهل الجنة يدخلون الجنة أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون they will have they will be saved and they will be guided to the Jannah to the paradise الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون. Those who believe and did not commit shirk, ظلم it means shirk and did not commit shirk 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save them and he will guide them to the Jannah. كما فسر ذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في صحيح البخاري من حديث ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه. As the Prophet explained the meaning of the ayah as narrated by Bukhari that reported by Bukhari that ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه narrated the Prophet said ظلم it means shirk. قال أهل العلم كلمة احفظوها. I'm going to tell you a word try to memorize it. قال أهل العلم إن أهل السنة والجماعة وإن قعدت بهم أعمالهم قامت بهم عقائدهم يوم القيامة وإن أهل البدعة والضلالة وإن قامت بهم أعمالهم قعدت بهم عقائدهم وهذه كلمة عظيمة This is a great word that أهل العلم said that Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah if they will come in the day of judgment when they will come even though if they do not have much of good deeds even though if they do not have a lot of good deeds but their belief will take them higher station will take them up the belief itself the correct belief and Ahlul Bid'ati wa Dalalah the people of Bid'ati will not have a correct belief those people, what will happen to them? Even though they will come with a lot of good deeds, with a lot of deeds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the, the scholar said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they came to Allah with this, a lot of good deeds, their beliefs will put them down. Will not them go up. It will be, it means, maybe we can spend the whole lecture talking about the importance of talking about the aqidah and the importance of this subject and inshallah you will touch this you will see that, you will feel that, you will test this when you study this book and you will study inshallah aqidah ahlul sunnati wal jama'ah the second special quality about this book is the book itself the way it's been written, it is a very unique way. Al-Aqidah al-Wasatiyah, one of the most famous book in Aqidah ever. Even Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, said he was surprised. Qala Shaykh al-Islam, qad katabtuha li radiyi al-deen al-Wasatiyah. Rajulun min salihi ahli wasat. سألني أن أكتب له اعتقادا فقلت له قد كتب الناس عقائد أختار لك من عقائد إمة أهل السنة إلى آخر كلامه ذات ابن تيمية رحمه الله said a man his name and shall I will tell you that later on ask him to write a belief then he said after I ask him to pick one of the beliefs that Ibn wrote before me he asked me, he insists that I will, should write for him. Then he said, the point here, he said, Rahimahullah, then after I wrote it to him, I found out it's been spread out all over the world. He said, people start contacting me from Egypt, from Damascus, from Iraq, from Medina, from Yemen, everywhere. Just telling you, Taymiyyah, we have received the Aqid al-Wasatiyya. Qala Shaykh al-Islam, فَلَمْ أَرَ إِلَّا وَأَنْ كَاتَبَنِ النَّاسُ مِنْ نُصْرَ وَالْعِرَاقَ وَالشَّامِ وَغَيْرِهَا مِنْ بِلَادِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ يَسْأَلُونَ نِعَانَهَا 
it became so popular in a very short time even though he entered the jail because of this book Rahimahullah what is unique about the book itself first thing so you can know what kind of book you are going to study every single not word every single word in this book not this book the book of Asiyah it is has consistence from the scholars from the Salaf al-Salih Ijma' every single word every single meaning in that book in Aqidah al-Asiyah no single Sahabi or Tabi or Tabi'i Tabi'i or Tabi'i Tabi'i or one of the A'imma al-Arba'a or one of their students disagree with it can you imagine the challenge he rahimahullah they asked him the fuqaha gathered and they brought it into me to ask him about the book then he said I'm giving you three years each one of you go research if you can find a single word in this book one of the Sahaba or Tabi'een or Tabi'i Tabi'een or one of the Imma Al-Arba or their famous students disagree with it I will take it out from my book you have what you want three years see the challenge I will sit in the jail three years go ahead and research then they came up with words one of them he said I have a word who said that word you said that Al-Quran came out from Allah came out where you got this word from then Sheikh Al-Islam said this is narrated by reported by Abi Dawood that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said nothing better to worship Allah with than whatever come out from him he said he used the same word I used, the Prophet And that's what Abu Bakr said, radiallahu anhu, as narrated in the Sunan, wal-masameen, that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq also used the term of the Qur'an came out of Allah. This is Abu Bakr, before him Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Then they have nothing left against and they end after four or five times they gather to discuss the 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 was telling him they couldn't come up with one single word against him from that so it is something you have to hold tight to it that all the meaning in this book you're going to study has consistency it's math from the ulama second Ibn Taymiyyah has amazing way in writing and I can tell you two things about him when he writes when he writes uh, we can say it in, since we are in America if you are walking computer and you have two browsers in front of you you see two browsers, you open two browsers he's like that one here is called As-Salaf As-Salih and the other one here is the deviant sect. Wallahi, when he writes, he is looking to what a salaf said, 
and what the wrong belief is and what the deviant sikhs saying about this matter then he will write in the way when you read it you will understand what the Salaf al-Salaf said and you basically will understand the difference between them and the others and this is the amazing way because you might write but when you write you might read something but you don't know what what's behind the word but when you read to continue you understand that when he used this word he meant to warn you from other kind of beliefs, wrong belief in this matter. And in the same time, he will come to tens of narrations came from the Salaf al-Salih, and he will put them in a very smooth way, in a word which is easy for you to understand. When he looked to the narration from the Salaf al-Salih, and this is a very important point, that sometimes you read one narration, then when you read that narration, you start making judgment on that, based on this narration. And you think this is the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih, or this is the way of the Prophet containing, or this is the, 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 the correct way. You do not bring the other narration. Ibn Taymiyyah used to bring the other narration together, he will look at the whole picture. He will not take one narration and will leave the rest, the rest of it. Also, when he talked about Rahimahullah, when he writes, he knew the madahib, the different opinions in the aqidah issue, in the fiqh issue, in the usul, in the tafsir, the difference between the scholars, the different opinion among the same subject, in amazing way that you, you can believe how much this person يعني, has information in his head. Even his worst enemy, Ibn Zamalkani al-Maliki, the one who ordered the Khalifa to kill him, he said in the end, Wallahi, from 500 years, Muslim had never had somebody like him. I admit it, he said. You know what Surah 500 means? means? Yani he only make istithna exception the first hundred years because Ibn Taymiyyah was born 661. So he said, after the 100 years from, 100, yani from the second generation, second uh, century in Islam, there is not nobody lit like him. And you will see when you talk about him, inshallah. And I will keep the rest of the time for talking about him more in details. You will understand what I'm saying. إِنَّ بِنْ تَعَالَى So when he writes, he know what he writing. Also, Ibn Taymiyyah, his enemy said, Wallahi, he knows about our belief more than what we know. Even though said, there is no single taqih maliki came to him unless he will know about madhab malik from him. And he's not married. And Hanafi, he will know about Madhab Hanif from Ibn Taymiyyah more than the Hanafi scholars. And Shafi'i, and Hanbali, and he was Hanbali rahimahullah. But as Zahabi said, he'd been now for a long time, he only gave fatwa based on that Dalil. But he raised as Madhab Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahimahullah. 
but he knows about the madahib more than the other madahib knows even though the different sects even the Shia said some of our beliefs we couldn't understand it until we listened to Ibn Taymiyyah how he explained it then we understand what it means in our mind and they admit that Rahimahullah we will show, we'll talk about him he had a debate with the philosopher in the Latin he learned the Latin to read their language then he debated them in their own language he debated the Jews in their own language in the Hebrew in the Hebrew the Hebrew and he said I, I learned the, the Hebrew then I start reading the Torah then I debate them the Jews in my town in their own language even though they didn't know maybe Hebrew School. So when that person writes, he writes very special writing. This also aqidah, it focuses on the pillars. Therefore, you will see one of the neat things about this aqidah you put as a point that he mentioned the pillars of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah's belief. Almost of it, not all of it. There's some issues in aqidah he didn't mention it. Like every, like the issues related to Tawheed al-Ilahiyyah, to Tawheed al-Ibadah, and the Shirk, and the Bid'ah, what the meaning of Bid'ah. These issues he did not mention in his book. And Tawheed al-Ilahiyyah, or Tawheed al-Ibadah, or Afraad al-Afraad al-Shirk. Also, he, he made this book based on the six pillars of Iman. It mentioned in Hadith Jibreel alayhi salam. What is the Iman? He said, Iman, and Tashada Allah ilaha Allah, and Tu'mina billah wa malaikati wa kutubih wa usulih wa bilyawmin akhir wa qadari khaybihi wa shabih. And he add to it also the issue of al-jama'ah, the meaning of al-jama'ah, and the wulat al-amr, the rules of Muslims, and how to deal with them. And this is part of the belief. He mentioned it and he put it because the way of the Salaf, when you read in the old books written by Salaf al-Salaf, you will see they mention this as a part of the Aqidat al-Sunnah al-Jamah. Because there is difference between al-Sunnah al-Khawarij and al and this issue as you will see. Also he mentioned what related to the Sahaba Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He mentioned the Sunnah and the importance of the Sunnah and the dangers of rejecting the Sunnah. And one more thing you added to that, which is amazing one, he ends his book with saying, وَأَهْلُ السُّنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ مَعَ هَذَا كُلِّهِ يَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ He mentioned the Amr al-Ma'roof وَالنَّهِ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ One of the great signs of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. And he ends with, وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِمَكَارِمِ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنْ سِكْسَاتِهَا The order of people to have the good manners. So he put the manners as a part of a belief. He mentioned certain things related to the foundation of manners. He mentioned it in the end of the book. Because actually the fruit of the right, correct belief is the akhlaq. Therefore, the Prophet said, I have been sent for, for nothing but to complete the good manners. 
Because the fruit, the result of the good belief, the result of the good ibadah, the result of the ibadah, the result of taqwa, is that you behave right. That you have a good manners. Because you will be model. You will be a model. People will copy you. If you have no manners, that means you have to review yourself and check how much you have a correct or under- correct understanding if what, uh, for what you believe. Therefore, it's not acceptable for a person to say, I am alhamdulillah, have aqidat salah wa salah, and he lies. And he lies. And he deals in a, in a, in a, in a, with envy, with hasad, with ghil, with backbite, with uh, having hatred to his brother and sisters, to, to try to harm people, to make problems, problems, to make to create problems between the Muslims, make namima, make riba. It's not acceptable to say, "Well, Allah, and you are not a good people. Don't like you. Do not cannot stand you. Cannot trust you." And the Sunnah and Jama'ah are not like this. And this is a very unique thing about this book that it completes the picture. It truly really makes the person we would like to see him working because he's a role model. And that's what we're seeking from these lectures or these classes. Actually, talking about this book, also it's a long talk about the special thing about the book. That book is very short statements, very clear statements. There's no hard or use the term of the philosopher when he when he wrote. And guess what? He wrote this book. After Salat al-Asr, when he was laying down in a tree, in the shade, then he wrote the book. With no reference, it's one hour, one and a half hour. That's it. Rahimahullah ta'ala. This book called Al-Aqidah al-Wasatiyah, because somebody, his name, Radiyuddin al-Wasati, from Wasat. Wasat is a town in Iraq. This town, it's in the middle. Wasat, it means Wasat, middle. It's in the middle between Al-Kufa and Al-Basra. Not even a single yard extra from this side or single yard extra from that side. Exactly in the middle. Those people in Wasat, and this is city between Kufa and Basra, they send a letter or this Qadi Ibn al-Radi al-Wasati, he asked Ibn Taymiyyah to write a belief for him and for his family so they can believe it and focus on it because there's a lot of doubts going on in his town. And that show you when there is doubts, when there is different opinions, you have to go to the scholar to ask. You ask him. Then Ibn Taymiyyah told him, I can ask, pick one of the old believes that Imma wrote before me and you can have it. He said, no, I want you to write. SubhanAllah, that guy, he was the reason for us to be here today talking about this book. See how much reward he got. How many millions times people study that book or he taught this book. Al-Wasatiyah. And after that, he wrote the book to him and it became very famous with the name of Al-Aqid al-Wasatiyah also because this book also mentioned 
the 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 way of Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah which is in the middle between two extremes you will, you will see when you read that Ahl Sunnah in the middle between two extremes such and such so also that's one of the reasons we call this Aqidah Al-Aqidah Al-Wasatiyah uh, Ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah his name is Ahmed Ibn Abdul Salam Ahmed Ibn Abdul Halim Ibn Abdul Salam Ibn Abdullah Ibn Al-Khadr Ibn Muhammad Ibn Al-Khadr Ibn Abdullah Al-Harrani Al-Dimashqi Rahimahullah Ta'ala That Imam His name is Ahmed His kunya is Abu Al-Abbas He never been married He died before marriage Seven, 67 years old Rahimahullah he was born in 661 His father He was the teacher of the Hanabilas Madhab In Al-Madrasa It's called As-Sukkariya And his grandfather Is a very great Imam Abu Al-Barakat Abdul Salam is a very great Imam, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. His grandfather, he has a very famous book called Muntaqa Al Akhbar, which has been explained by Al Shawkani, Himayl Al Awtar, explained the book of his grandfather. Ibn Taymiyyah, Taymiyyah, this is a woman. Ibn Taymiyyah, Taymiyyah, she is his grand great-grandmother she didn't call Taymiyyah because his grand-grandfather the fifth grandfather he was coming back from Hajj in Darbu Taymiyyah in a place called Taymiyyah he found a little girl there then he liked her so much when he go, when he went back home he found his wife deliver a daughter then he gave her the, the name of that girl he saw in the journey of Hajj Taymiyyah so she was a very righteous woman كانت واعظة عالمة a great scholar woman and Ibn Taymiyyah been giving the name of her because if she's so righteous woman and so knowledgeable woman so Taymiyyah is not a father is not a, a man it's not a tribe name it's not a village name it is his grand grandmother he was born in a family as you see his aunt his, his brothers Abdul Rahman Abdullah and his brother from his mother's side Abu Muhammad all of them they were also a scholars all of his brothers and his father, his grandfather, his aunt they were a family full of scholars subhanallah and he used to live, I think Sheikh Yasser mentioned that to you that in his time the Tatar, the Mongolian attack the Muslim world and his family has to live from Harran Harran 
this is a, a small town between Sham, Syria today, and Iraq. In the north of Syria, between the Iraq and, and like the border. They have to move because the Mongolian coming. His family said, we're not going to leave without our books. See how much this family loved the knowledge. They, they don't say we will carry any uh, gold or uh, furniture, the books. And they couldn't find any single rider. So what they do, they put it in, in a wagon, called wagon. Then they pull the wagon by their hands. The whole family pushing the wagon. Then the wagon is stuck in the middle. Then they hear the Tatar, the Mongolian coming. Then they have now to choose. They will leave the book behind them. And as you know, the Mongolian attacked the Muslim or what they did, they took all the Muslim book and threw it in the river. Even the river of Al-Furat spent weeks, weeks. The color of the river is like blue from the ink. And they said, what to do? Leave the books behind us or go save our souls. Then the whole family agreed to stay. وَأَحَدُوا يَتَغَرَّعُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ طُوَالَ اللَّيْهِ They spend all night praying, asking Allah to save the books and save them. Then in the morning, رَدَّ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمُ التَّتَرُ The morning the Mongolian returned back and they did not reach where they are. This story, Ibn Abdul Hadi, rahimahullah, mentioned, he mentioned that history of this imam. That's the way, that's the family he raised. Who honored the ilm, who honored the the knowledge, then he rahimahullah starts seeking the knowledge. I couldn't go over his life because I have only six, seven minutes left for me. <clears throat> but he rahimahullah was, I don't think you need to know how he used to slide. Do you? You want to know how he used to slide? He was, he was, not a very tall man, not a short man. He was so white, so dark hair, dark. Uh, uh, his beard was so dark. He had just a few white hairs in his head and his beard. Rahimahullah ta'ala. And he was, his eye, يصفونها يقولون كانت عيناه لسانان ناطقا. I don't know how to translate this in English that his eyes were talking. Do you know what this means? Some people when you look to his eyes, you see his like, you know, stare and stuff. But some people when you see, you know he's smart from the way he looked. has a smart look in his eye, his face. His eyes talking, you can, you can, you can understand from his eyes. It's not like a, a lazy kind of a person, lazy look, no. His eye was wide open and very, very smart person. You can understand it but just by looking at him. And his hair was long up to his uh, ear. His voice was so strong. Very fast in writing. Even though there is a story that he used to read, when he read the book in one time, he will memorize it. Memorize exactly, or he can give you the, the exact meaning. And his writing very fast. He used to write sometimes 
40, 60 days in one time, one shot. He like flood. When he starts, like flu. The, the writing like flood. He never stops. He might write in one day what the people when they want to rewrite it again in a good writing and very and organized. One month he can spend in one night working. And his handwriting was terrible. <laughs> Even though he couldn't read his writing sometimes. And he has one person who used to read his handwriting. He might sometimes couldn't read what he said. He will ask him to come and read his writing. From very fast handwriting. He used to get angry quickly but he will always control it with him and he was so patient even though once he said you know how much patient I am patient I am I have patience he said I might be harsh sometimes on you he said that to some of his friends but you know what it's like the two hands when I have some dust or black spots in my hand, I need to clean it. I have to push it hard a little bit to get it out. I've never been harsh for, because I want to be harsh. As Dahabi said, he was so amazing in ibadah. You know, Shaykh al-Islam, every day, he will stay after Fajr until the mid of the day only making al-kar al-sabah then he will uh, he been asked then he said هذه غدوتي بدونها لا يكون لي قيام this is the food this is the food for my soul to spend like that much time in the morning only reading Quran making dhikr making istighfar and this is something normal in the scholars I haven't seen somebody has good memorization unless I see in his life that he was so righteous a lot of praying, a lot of dua, a lot of dhikr you know Imam Ahmad he been asked how many hadith he memorized he said I know thousand thousand hadith how many thousand? not two thousand, one million thousand thousand is six zeros qala alfu alfu hadith I memorize it like a fatiha I know it I know the narrators, I know everything. This is the ma'akilat al-asalid But Ahmed, he used to pray 200 rak'ah every day. 200 rak'ah every day. This is not in the night, this is the daytime. Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, one of the things you read, whenever you read about him, something, that he was so close to Allah, make a lot of dua. Even though sometimes when he couldn't understand an issue, he will go to a very to in Damascus in a place in a masjid, old masjid, where's nobody. Then he will stay there long time praying and putting his face in the sand, crying until his tear will make the sand wet, and he's saying, "Allahumma ya muallim, Dawood alimna wa ya mufahim Sulaiman Fatim." Oh Allah, the one who Told Dawood, وعلمناه صنعة لبوس. 
the one who taught Dawood, because Allah said, we taught Dawood. Allamna, he used the same term. Allamna, teach me. And who the one who gives understanding to Sulaiman. وَفَهَمْنَاهَا Sulaiman. Allah said, we make a Sulaiman to understand you. So as you make Sulaiman understand, make me understand this issue too, Ya Allah. Then he said, I never went there and came back empty hands. Allah accepted that. Rahimahullah. His tear was closed. Whenever he reminded Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, somebody reminded him, it fit so quickly, Rahimahullah ta'ala. He was so strong in haqq. Kana shuja'an. Shuja'an, what's ma'ana? Brave. Even though once some people told Al-Malik al-Nasr that Ibn Taymiyyah want to be a king. From his, a lot follow. Then Al-Malik al-Nasr told him, I've been told you have a lot of followers. You want to be a king? That's what they've been told, that you're seeking a position to be a king. Then Ibn Taymiyyah laughed. He said, Wallahi, la mulku, wa la mulku tatar. عندي يساوي في السيد يساوي الله that your kingdom and the kingdom of the Tatar the Mongolian those great kings all this kingdom it doesn't it's not in my eye equal to two cents to care about then the Malik al-Nasr said Wallahi I knew it that they are liar I knew it that they are liar I know this you don't think about it Rahimahullah in 702 the Mongolian king attacked the Muslims nobody can stand in front of them you know just to tell you how much Muslims were scared from Mongolian that one of the Tatar he will come to a bunch a group of Muslims and he drunk and he will say to them in Baghdad I do not have a sword stay here don't move until I will go home, bring my sword and come to kill you. And they will not leave their spot. Until he will go and he will kill them. But just because they are scared. See the weakness of the insulin reach that level? In that, in that time, Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he gathered the Muslim. When the Sufism in Egypt said, no, let's read Quran and say Al-Bukhari together and with the Barakah of Sahih Bukhari Allah will defeat the, the Mongolian. Ibn Taymiyyah said no. Let's fight them. Fight? This was a war. You cannot believe it. Then he encouraged the people. He was in the front. And the narration said when the battle starts and those barbarian people coming he asked the leader where is the spot where when somebody enters it he will die. Then the leader said, it's very easy. Just right in the middle. In the head. Then he said, Wallahi, I saw him running to it. And I saw thousands of people coming in that spot. You're in the middle, the center. Everybody come to the center. From both sides. So he was in, above, in that point. He said, I thought Ibn Taymiyyah would never come back. But he came back, rahimahullah. Never hesitate so strong even though once he went to the king of the Mongolian he said you claim that you are Muslim Wallahi you are not 
your father was kafir and he was most يعني, respectful than you more respectful than you how the, the way he talked to the, the king of the Prophetians or the Mongolian rahimahullah so brave there's a lot يعني, of stories about him rahimahullah in, in Shakhab before that the Muslims fought he said I hear the Muslim in the battle saying Ya ayyuhal mustaghithuna minattatar Luzu biqadri abi umar yunjikumu minal tarab All people who are seeking ritual from the Mongolian Go to the grave of Abi Umar Ask him to help you So you will be saved from the Mongolian Ibn Taymiyyah said Wallahi and you we will never win Because Allah never gives victory to Mishrikeen Then he said I stopped the fighting I said let's come back Then I start teaching them the Tawheed until I found out the Tawheed became very strong in their heart. Then in the battle of Shakhab 702, I told the Mu'mineen, we are going to win today. But their Tawheed very strong, they said, say insha'Allah, they correct the teacher. <laughs> then he said, tahqiq Allah ta'liq. Then they won the battle. Anyway, Ibn Rahimahullah, talk about his debate. You can only make a, a small lecture about the debates he had before he reached Blue. With the different groups, different sects, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah, a lot of people lie at him. And we'll end with that. One of those people, or one of these liars, a man, his name Ibn Battuta. Ibn Battuta has a journey called Tuhfatul Anbar fi Gharaibi. That man basically was a liar. He said, I entered Damascus at God. And this is very common. Even today, some Sufism, some Indian people using this story, today you will read it. And like Qabbani and others, they're using this story of Ibn Matur. They said that Ibn Matuta said, I enter Thursday, 9th of Ramadan, in 1726, to Damascus. And I saw the Hanabila there, and I saw a man, his name, Sheikh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah. And I saw him in the member giving khutbah al Jumu'ah. Then he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come down in the last third of the night, and he went down and he said like this Allah is doing like me then he said one Faqih Malik stood up and he said this is haram you cannot say that you cannot compare Allah to you then people heat up that Malik he said this is he was believing in Tajseen and he making comparing between Allah and his creation this story this story is totally lying but subhanallah, Allah would lie, Allah will show us that man is a liar. How? Because when you read about Ibn Taymiyyah, he entered the jail in Sha'ban, 6th of Sha'ban. Which month is first? Sha'ban or Ramadan? Problem here. <laughs> Sha'ban before Ramadan. Sha'ban then Ramadan. He entered 6th of Sha'ban. When he went out from the jail, you know, to his grave, he died in the jail. So, 
Which member is that? Is the member Damascus went inside the jail to him and he was attending the Jum'ah inside the jail? That man anyway is a liar. If you read in his book, it's published, it's, it's common. You see how much liar. He said when he went to India, I saw somebody, his age is 350 years old. Then I met him and he was so a blessed guy and I met he was so soft and they asked him how come you are so soft like this and he looks young like 50 only then he said in every every 100 years I got a new teeth a new hair very uh, model <laughs> yeah, and, uh, he's, he's a liar and you read his book you see a lot of lies so those people using his stories as against the rahimahullah Sheikh al-Islam is not free of mistakes he has some mistakes than others. But he was a great Imam. And there is no time for me to read what is the scholars said about him. Just let me let you know that his enemy admit that he is the most knowledgeable person they have ever seen. He had more than 200 sheikh. He had more than 200 sheikh. Can you imagine 200 sheikh? Ibn Hajar said, just to let you know how knowledgeable person is, look to one of his students, one of his fruits, Ibn Al-Qayyim. Ibn Al-Qayyim was Sufi, Ash'ari, then after he met Ibn Taymiyyah, he became a Sunni. And when you read the poet, he said in, in, in Nuniyat Ibn Al-Qayyim about how he felt the favor upon him from his Shaykh Ibn Taymiyyah that he guided to the correct madhab and how he compare his old way and the new way you will see amazing difference it is totally different then he said Rahimahullah Ibn Hajar said you see one of his fruits which is Ibn Al-Qayyim to show you what is the master is and this is the student he had Al-Dahab he said I start accounting his books it reached more than 1,000 books. Then after that, I saw a lot after. I didn't count it. Ibn al-Qayyim had a book. It been published. Only this book to collect the names of Ibn Taymiyyah's books. In our hand today, in this world, now, now, we only received so far between published book and makhtoum, handwriting book, not been published yet, 423 books. We having right now in, front, in, in our hands 423 books. Some of them not been published Or Risala, book and Risala. Between big and small. Some of them 11 volumes, some of them one, some of them just small Risala, uh, like 28 or 60. Anyway, this Imam Rahimahullah is a great Imam as you see and in the end of his life subhanallah he entered the jail a couple of times the last one was in 26 in Sha'ban then after a while couple of months he used to write letters from the jail and the one who gave fatwa to be, for him to be entered the jail al-Akhinna'i he wrote against him uh, uh, he wrote a letter against him and he showed that what he said Al-Akhinna is wrong then Al-Akhinna went to the king then the king said okay take all the bins take all the paper from Al-Akhinna and he used to put him in a, in a, in a wheel 
for a while. You can't imagine they put them in a wheel, in a, in a well, someone's there. Well, for a while. Then he put them in, in, in a jail, and he used to make Jum'ah and teach in the jail, and uh, even a lot of students, they said, he made Tafsir, Surat, Nuh, uh, around a year inside the jail. He spent six months, six months explaining the verse of Malakum la tarjuna lillahi wa Six months only to explain this verse. Sitted ashr qada fi shuhadi al-arab. Anyway, there's a lot of stories in jail about him, rahimahullah. But uh, in, after he took all the bins, he said, this is the time for me to be with the Quran. He made in that time more than he said uh, a lot of khatmas I'm not sure about the numbers of the khatma but maybe it's mentioned here hey, 80 or 81 khatma of the Quran before he died and he died the last verse he read in the last khatma, the last verse he read, اقتربت الساعة وانشق القمر. اقتربت الساعة. This was the last verse he read. Then he been sick for a couple of, of weeks, then or weeks. Then after that he passed away, rahimahullah taala. And no single person in Dimashq except until uh, unless he went and he prayed on him. It was amazing number of people, even though when every city know about it, even though they pray on him, Salat al-Ghaib in Masjid Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after five months they knew about his death after five months, in Masjid Rasulullah they pray Salat al-Ghaib on him because he was such a great scholar, rahimahullah ta'ala and I end with this to show the manner, the character of this man this Imam then entered the jail because of his enemy because some of the fuqaha, some of the judge they were said uh, uh, wrong things about him after the king uh, and sometimes the king in Nasr asked Ibn Tamir to come then he told him listen carefully brothers and sisters to learn this lesson then he told Ibn Tamir now I knew that you are an honest and scholar and such as and your enemy did, did, did to you. So what do you want me to do? I will kill them all. Then Ibn Taymiyyah said, I realize that the king when he said that, not exactly 100% because of me. Because these judge used to support another Khalifa, but that Khalifa lost. And this Khalifa came so he will revenge from everybody now. From that old Khalifa and from his own group. From the scholars who used to support him. Then Ibn Taymiyyah said, I, used, I, I told him about the importance of having judges, shiukh, and how dangerous if you kill all of them, the ummah will stay without scholars. So his enemy said, we, you, we, we, we try hard to harm him, but we couldn't. But when he got the chance to harm us, he forgave. 
We try hard to harm him. But we couldn't. But when he got the chance, when he was able to harm us, he forgave us. Rahimahullah ta'ala. As'alullah an yahshirana wa iyaakum fi zumrati. As'alullah an yahshirana wa iyaakum wa iyaak. Fi ma'ah ma'a zumrati Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa awliya'i al-salihi. I believe knowing about this imam will carry all of you to study his book and to hold tight to, this, to these classes to learn more and more from this great imam may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let us get benefit from his words and his book and to uh, bring to this ummah scholars like him uh, this the three special qualities about this uh, book why inshallah we are going to study may Allah to accept from all of us and help and reward the people who are organizing this. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa 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 alayhi